hello, everybody. I am Brian BJ Swick 33, and this is This Xbox Life, episode 395, Greatest Gaming Moments. And with me this week, I have Rob, also known as Presar. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob, also known as Presar, just like the man said. What up, what up? <laughs> and Mark, the rant, Wingman709. TXL sucks! I mean, no. Hey. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, one you all love to hate this last week or two. Well, at least it's you, because during E3 and all that, you know, Scorpio talk and all that stuff, I was the one to just, like, not not be happy with. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I promise not to rant, even though I have two separate things just today. One on Xbox One, one on 360 that I could rant about, but I'm not going to. Yes, you will. Well, no, I told him no. <laughs> it's like, no, not this week. <laughs> he is an unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I no. have been told I'm not allowed to do that. So Mark's rage is relentless. Next week. Must, next week. I this is greatest Kool Aid. This is greatest gaming moments episode. Right. Uh, and this is uh, uh, Mark emailed Rob and I this week. And said, hey, I want to do an episode about our greatest gaming moments. What do you guys think? And I think it's a great idea. So that's what we're, that's what uh, we decided to do this week. And uh, we are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this Xbox Life. We go live anywhere, I would say, between 10 p.m. and 10.15 p.m. Eastern um, each Sunday. And then uh, we mix out our audio to MP3 to all your favorite podcasts. What stores, sites, iTunes, all that fun stuff, uh, usually typically on Monday. So as long as nothing crashes and all is well in the uh, world of recording and Rob doesn't have to uh, put his blood, sweat and tears into (laughs) into fixing the audio. So uh, thanks. Jesus walks a lot. (laughs) And now we have like one minute into the show. Mark's uh, speaker terror upper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one went into the mic. Oh, yeah. sorry. I know. As soon as I did it, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> clip, clip, clip. So I even <laughs> leaned into it. I was like, oh, that it, was stupid. It's okay. We have attenuate for that. <laughs> attenuate you know what? Effect. Do you know what audio clipping is? <laughs> so, um, it's all yeah. good. Hello, yep. everybody. Okay. I am very angry. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. <laughs> we um, should have. Hey, we should have like Mark in NPR mode. <laughs> nice. Um, well, we'll start our show with what we've been playing like we do every week. But I was thinking, what do you guys think about doing the uh, community next? And then uh, yes. do our gaming events after that. So I was thinking uh, uh, the same thing before we started. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, be nice to kind of switch it up a little bit. I'm kind of thinking, you know, same order all the time. And Except this could like get that. me going. Well, nope, nope. That's all right. Um, <laughs> Maybe I should just leave and go get something to drink while you guys yeah. do that. <laughs> no. So, Rob, what uh, what have you been playing this week? All right. Uh, this week, I have been playing Tomb Raider almost exclusively. I finished the, I don't know, the main campaign, whatever you want to call it. Got the final boss, and now I'm just going through and going through everything in collect mode, trying to find everything. It's going to keep me busy for a while. Not time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jeez, the game's been out for how many years? <laughs> Almost one. 
it's, yeah. it's been out what? It's November, I think. October, November. Game of the Year, year. edition is probably about to be released, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And you'll have to play it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> or the Tomb Raider. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider HD Definitive Edition Game of the Year yeah. on S- Xbox Scorpio. Yeah, <laughs> remake, remastered. Yeah, exactly. Redoed. HDR. I, I should have said HDR, not HD. 4K, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that was really about it. Um, I, I have been. Like every time I boot up my Xbox, I always check to see if there was an update. And I'm really surprised at the amount of updates that they're putting out. There's like multiple a week. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's the same thing. Because yeah. crap is broke. <laughs> I, I, who said that? <laughs> at, least that they're fixing, don't know. at least they're fixing stuff. They're it's fixing. a little, it's a little red guy on your shoulder. <laughs> you don't like it. Get out. Open yeah. the program. <laughs> So like the Xbox is getting all these updates. I have uh, like the two main computers that I use. They're both Windows 10, part of the Insider program. So those things are getting multiple updates every week, the Xboxes. And the other day, I forget when that was, I was I was on my computer and my Xbox is right at my computer. Then all of a sudden I heard, Bring! I'm like, that sounded like the Xbox. And sure enough, there it was, powered up, doing its update thing. Hmm. Yeah. So it was sneaking its stuff in. And uh, there was a new feature that they added. Uh, I think it was this time around where you can actually find orphaned content. Did you guys see that? I saw that, but I haven't actually went in and checked mine. What did you say, Mark? What do you mean? Are you talking about, because in the My Games and Apps, they've added another section called Update. No, I don't think it's related to that. What this is, is if you go into system storage, you can see content that you might have for a game that you uninstalled, for example. Yeah. So, so so what, what it would have been in the, you, when you would go to manage game, game, you could do uninstall all, which would uninstall your saves and everything like that. Um, This one here, it looks like if you, would uninstall the game but try to keep your save the game icon doesn't actually stay inside your games and apps window like i think it used to or maybe it doesn't never did this here is where you could go to say oh look there's my halo save even though i don't have halo installed anymore unless you did an uninstall all so that's the way i understood so for example i tried out my system to see um, what I had on there and I had one object in there and it was the Forza six um, fallout four car or something like that. Okay. I, I forget. I, I think it was like, I think that's what it was. So I must've uninstalled Forza six. Cause I just had the demo when it was free to play. All right. And I must have installed that Halo, not Halo, uh, the Fallout 4 vehicle for it. So when the demo uninstalled, that add-on, basically like DLC, stayed. So this way you could remove it. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That's good that they have that. But I mean, because that just like, you know, if you have somebody, if you're somebody like Mark and has a bunch of games on his machine um, and you start to uninstall things, those little bits of pieces they add up 
All of a sudden, oh, you're sure, one, two, sure. three, four gig in the hole. I mean, I know, like, you know, I've had iPhone forever. And the one thing I hate about iPhone is you go in there and it's just like, oh, look, there's other. And you're like, well, other is taking up 10 gig. What is other? And they're like, well, you can't really do undo other. You have to reformat the entire phone. And then you'll get your other, you know, 10 gig back. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. That's just horrible horrible practice i mean it's not good at all for people like to micromanage things definitely when it comes to space so and when our games are 30 40 50 120 gig like you know battlefield games (laughs) it's nice to be able to get every little bit you can so but so you've only been playing tomb raider yeah I i think it's really about it along with my usual clash of clans and that thing, and that game, you're not allowed to talk about. Okay, which I guess uh, I can. Pokemon Go. <laughs> so you've been playing Pokemon Go, huh? You're not. You are not supposed to mention it. I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, I, uh, I tried it a little bit. Going to be level five finally. Is uh, my son and I have been walking around the neighborhood collecting Pokemon. It's a good way to get exercise. Yeah, it's a good way to get robbed. Because, yeah, I'm a, uh, and find dead bodies. No, there was somebody that I guess people were hanging out where Pokemons are supposed to appear. or yep. I don't understand it. They were doing something and people Pokestops. were going to that location and they were getting robbed. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what kind of people? What kind of people would do that? I mean, aren't we all <laughs> civilized in this country? No. Um, yeah. So be careful. Yeah, be careful out there, people. It's your public service announcement for the day. Yeah, let no, me let me let me tell you about something in the in the state of Ohio as as well as some other states. Uh in the state of Ohio, you don't know if the Pokemon trainer that you're trying to sneak up on and rob is carrying something. <laughs> just yeah. kind of a just kind of a warning just to let you know. If they you are they're carrying a phone, a $600 $800 phone. Yeah, and a, and an $800 thing that uh makes things fly out of it really fast when you pull a trigger. Yeah. But uh, loud noise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you gotta watch and, <laughs> when you do that. And I'm like that. and I'm waiting for like the first accidents to start happening because I noticed today that it's really convenient to pick up Pokemon as you're driving down the street. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> as you're not... swerving all over the road. Yeah, so my... I, I th- that's gonna hit the news pretty soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Someone's my gonna wife... get run over and killed because someone's playing a stupid video game. That's like sad. A, I mean, in, in all, I know we're joking around, but it's going to happen. I, I've already seen videos, people posting, going down the road, playing it on their phone as they're driving. And oh, it's like, that's really, it's not dangerous. a laughing matter because someone's going to die. Yeah. It's well, going to happen. Let's, let's not pretend that this game, you know, like sometimes, sometimes in our country and stuff, we, we decide to like, we'll pick up on one thing and say, Oh, that's bad. Even though other things before have always been happening, like texting and driving. Oh yeah. Texting and driving and playing Pokemon and go and driving are the same exact thing. So it's stuff that's been happening for years and accidents and deaths and, and all sorts of horrible things. Um, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, Mark. I, I agree. It's, that's why I, I, we don't have a hands-free law in, in Ohio. Um, we have, uh, well, actually, if you're a minor, if you're under the age of 18, I think it is, um, or look like you're under the age of 18, 
you can't have a phone in your hand or anything that is caused to be pulled over. So, but if you're an adult, you can. So in the state of Ohio, I know like teenagers and stuff, they can't drive around with their phones. Like I know my boy can't, he's not allowed. He has to have hands free and everything. So yeah, but uh, yeah. All right. What have you been playing, Mark? You didn't even go into your list. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to go last. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the division. I'm a, uh, I'm a rank 24 in the underground. So actually got to play the other day with some people on heroic and that's, that's insane. <laughs> if you thought, if you thought challenging was tough, <laughs> you better have some super high level people and people who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. which was not me. I, I actually dropped out. Finally. I was like, guys, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm just dragging you down. Cause I, I could just, these guys are just rock stars, but it was pretty fun, man. I tell you what, it was fun. It was, it's, uh, it really made the game a lot of fun doing it on a much harder level. So I do enjoy the, the challenge of that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry Primal. Um, still kind of enjoying that. Um, I booted up and um, played a little Rocket League today. There's basketball and hockey and stuff. I, I'm like, hey, where did this all come in at? So I kind of dabbled with a little bit of that. And I also actually, for the first time in a very long time, played a little bit of Rock Band. I was just kind of bored not feeling like playing much anything and decided to do a little rock band so but that's what i've been playing this week cool um well uh like many others i think over this weekend i played some red dead redemption um seeing that it's backwards compatible and tons of people playing it i'll tell you what the amount i i know some of the numbers that were mentioned out there like the percentage of sales and stuff like that but uh rockstar made some money off red dead redemption being backwards compatible and if people don't see that as a if companies don't see that as a benefit i mean you're crazy (laughs) you're you're i mean i know it's a very special game it's it's a fantastic game i think it scored like tens when it came out um but you know, it's almost like I kind of wonder if they were like, man, I wish we would have done this sooner. <laughs> but uh, good good for backwards compatibility as a as a feature, um, you know, to have Red Dead and, and to show that maybe backwards compatibility is something that is somewhat important. Um, I think we can talk about that a little bit more here in a little bit. But uh, other than that, I played some Far Cry Primal, uh, got bored really quick. Um, I'm not sure I'll go back to it. Like I played Tomb Raider and stuff and it took me a while to get into that. So I think I might just have to go back and try it a little bit more, but I'm not hooked as I think uh people were when it first came out and stuff. I don't I don't know why I'm I'm struggling with it. Um I went back in one cade inside uh and got the uh special ending. Um I played some Pokemon Go because <laughs> everybody's doing it. Um, no, I don't have to catch them all. Um, uh, and then the game that I, pl- I was playing last week that I couldn't say that I was playing, uh, I played, I was been playing a lot of Battlefield 1. So, um, the I NDA, say it now. Uh, the NDA was lifted. So the closed alpha NDA was lifted and I can now stream it and play it and, and talk about it. Um, 
But, uh, you know, for those, I don't know, a lot of people didn't realize that Battlefield 1 was actually getting put out to some people because we obviously weren't allowed to talk about it. Um, and so once we were allowed to talk about it and, and a lot of streamers, the questions started to come up like, how do I do this? How do I get in? How do I get in? How do I get in? All I can tell you is go become a Battlefield Insider. Um, the closed alpha codes, I think they're done. The, the closed alpha is done as far as I think codes going out. Um, but I know they'll be doing a beta and everything like that. So just be, go become a Battlefield Insider. Um, I'm an insider for PC. I'm not an insider for Xbox One. Um, but uh, the game is, I enjoy the game. I've been playing it sparingly. Um, definitely after they do updates to see if my things that I've been reporting are fixed. Um, but uh, I, I haven't been playing it a ton like everybody else is on Twitch and stuff like that because it's one map and they, you know, you can only do something so many times before you get burnt out. And I don't feel like being burnt out on a game I'm looking forward to <laughs> having when it's a closed alpha. So I've been playing Battlefield 1. I think. That's about it. Um, I think I was going to fire up Dreadnought, but I didn't fire that up, and I didn't get any Elite Dangerous in this weekend. But uh, that's about it. So, all right. Let's move forward. If you want to uh, become a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash thisxboxlife. Uh, that is a monthly subscription. Or if you like to just uh, toss out a a buck or two or how whatever you see fit, you, it could be ten thousand dollars. We're not going to argue. <laughs> no, no, we um, won't. Go to uh, twitchalerts uh, dot com slash donate slash this Xbox Life. Uh, as Mark said last week, that I always say uh, tips and everything are greatly appreciated, not expected. So not expected, definitely appreciated. But uh, let's skip roundtable for now, and we're going to go straight to, if you want to leave us a voicemail, go to thisxboxlife.com, and on the right-hand side, it'll say send voicemail. Click there, follow the prompts. Boom, we'll get it, put it in a show, and you can, and we'll play your question or comment and answer you. Uh, you can email us at contact at thisxboxlife.com, or you can go to thisxboxlife.com and go to contact, fill out the form, and we will read your email and or question on the show, just like Nightlord 40K. Rob. All right. What's he got to say? So uh, Nightlord writes in, from the past few episodes, I could tell Wing was definitely not impressed with Cortana and the new voice commands. I played around with the commands and at first felt the same as Wing. And though they were... Com- and thought they were completely broken, but in fact, they are not. I can still power up my console easily as before by saying, by just saying Cortana Xbox on. I don't have to pause or wait for a warm up. It just works. Also, the DVR and screenshot commands work the same as well. Cortana Xbox take a screenshot or Cortana Xbox record that. You do have to put Cortana in front of every command, but really, it's not that much of a hassle to say one more word. Besides the voice commands, Cortana works as flawlessly on my Xbox as it does on my PC or phone when using my voice to browse the net. It's much faster than inputting the subject or item that you're looking for. 
Something else I noticed is that Wing has some of the pretty frequent problems, has had some pretty frequent problems with his Xbox and constantly having to hard reset his box. I had similar problems with my day one edition, but since I upgraded to the Halo 5 special edition console, I have had none of the previous issues or any that Wing describes. It makes me think that something isn't quite right with his console, and maybe he should think of upgrading to a newer console. I have had problems with some of the preview updates, but we all in the preview program are more or less beta testers, are we not? So some inconsistencies with updates are to be expected and sometimes a little aggravating, but it's the price we pay to get the updates first and to try them out. I really think Wing should upgrade his console, if not to the new slim model, at least to one of the newer models like the Elite or one of the special edition consoles, which you could pick up fairly cheap, uh, especially with the trade-in of his current console. For all the constant problems he describes, something has to be wrong with his console. It very well could be a problem with most day one or early release consoles. Who knows? But I can attest that I do uh, not have the majority of the problems he describes, and Cortana works pretty good for me. Have a good day, gentlemen, and I look forward to the next podcast. Okay, so I get to respond, right? Well, Mark, I'm wondering if it's because you're yelling at Cortana. (laughs) And not talking to her. No, calling her no, name. No. So let me let me just let me respond. Let me respond. Yeah. Oh yeah, go for okay, it. Okay. So um the Cortana stuff, it it it's when they first took away the Xbox commands and put the Cortana on the very first time, it pretty much was and there it goes. <laughs> She's trying to do her own thing. Not now, stop. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's doing its own thing. I'm not even talking to her, but I said her name. So um, when it first started working, when they first put it in, it wasn't working right. And and I'm not the only one. I'm, I'm in the preview program forums. I was pretty active um, and lots of people are having problems. So this is a known issue. Now they have done probably at least four or five updates. Um, and I have seen the improvements. Um, I can turn it on and I can turn it off now. It does work. Uh, so that's not a problem. However, uh, Nightlord states that the DVR and screenshots commands work the same as well. Uh, you don't. Ha- you can just say Cortana, take a screenshot, or re- Cortana, record that. You don't, you don't have to say the Xbox is what I have nope. found in my testing. Um, but the thing with the screenshot, the problem I have is that it, before, when it was Xbox, take a screenshot, it would immediately take it. I mean, it was boom. Now, when you say that, it comes up and it says warming up. You see the little Cortana window pop up and says warming up. And I can say the message. And I've watched, I've done some old testing, and it'll come up, say warming up, and then it says listening, and then it'll show the words that you said. And then it'll go, okay, I've captured that. But the thing is, if you're in the middle of a game, and you pull off something and you want that right then in there, I'm boom, grab this. Then you used to be able to get it just by Xbox, take a screenshot, boom, did it. Now it's like, well, it's going to take a shot five to 10 seconds later and you might miss the moment. So 
with the record that's not really a big deal because you're going to get the last 30 seconds by default and you can change those options to get even further if you want but the screenshot one is not as quick as it used to be and i think some people are going to be kind of peeved by that that it doesn't work as quickly but it does work i I actually did it in the game uh you guys might have noticed i posted one to my feed the other day or came if, if you look at the game feed you might have seen it but it was a static shot of my gear loadout in division. So it was just sitting there on screen. It didn't matter how long it took her to do it. So, but yes, those commands are getting better. Um, I, I can turn it on now and I can turn it off. So I'm at, I'm actually back to being able to do those simple things. Um, so that's good news. And I knew those things would come. The biggest thing was that they, you know, my biggest complaint was that they kind of took away the, I expected Cortana to be an addition, not a replacement of the things that we've always been doing for three years. So to me, that's disappointing when a company takes something they've pimped out and PR to everybody about how great, Hey, I mean, Xbox record that it's even, it's in video games. You know, there's lines in it. They do it in their ads. They do it, you know, so it's something they've marketed for three years and then we've gotten used to it. And they're like, no, we're going to just rip it out and completely change the way you use it. So I find myself not using it anymore. I've actually started using the controller and doing, you know, things manually just because that works. Um, it's just, so that was more of a frustration that they would just change it. I, I don't think they should have done that. Um, they should have just left the option to say, Xbox do this, Xbox do that. Why do you have to say Cortana? Why do you have to replace it? Why can't they work in sync? I guess is basically my question. But no, it, it is so. Anyways, it, it, getting back to him, it is working better and faster, so that's good. Um, um, I, I do have a couple. Day- sorry, I know I know a couple updates ago on the dashboard, they targeted Cortana and saying like, "Hey, we're trying this fix is to try to help with the uh, warming up message and and this and that." And then there was an update. I think two days later which was saying that there was a bug still with the warming up thing. So I think they're trying to target and get that nailed down because I think a lot of people have brought it up as being, as being yeah, a problem, it, which it they should. Does that, it still does that warm yeah. up for me. If it's not active, then she does you know the warming up. But it's getting better. I mean, and, yeah. and I don't, my biggest beefs aren't with that. Those were just some things I was talking about, and it was more of a, a complete redesign of something that they've been advertising for three years. Now it's completely different. Um, I just really wish they, I think they should have handled that different, but you know, my biggest rants lately are more of just tech not working. Like I said, I've had two issues today um, and I'm not going to rant on them, but yesterday my controllers did not, I went and hit the button to turn the Xbox on and they didn't work. Mine didn't either. They don't sync. Right. So they just start flashing. All of a sudden they don't I have to do a hard reset. Today, I had the exact same thing. And I actually did a video. I had all three controllers turned on and you could just see them all flashing. And I panned over and said, see my Xbox is on. None of my controllers are syncing to it. I just did a hard reset yesterday to fix this. I had to hard reset it again today to fix it so I could get a controller to sync. I didn't have to re-go through a sync. And the thing is, is if I do the sync option and press the buttons to resync them, they don't sync up. I mean, it absolutely refuses. I've, I've tried this. I've tried that. It doesn't work. The only way to fix it is to pull the power on the power brick. Hmm. Um, and that, you know, so I'm like, I shouldn't have to pull the power every day. So 
I think one of the things he says is, yeah, I think there is a problem with possibly my piece of hardware because not everybody's having these same problems. And maybe it is. I do have a day one edition. Uh, could very well be the case. The concern I have is with all the problems I've had, do I want to dump more money into another one if that has issues too. So, but I did make that comment on a little video I posted on Facebook group today is maybe it's time to get a new, new box. So, um, if these issues persist, I probably will end up buying an S and we'll, we'll go from there and see yeah. what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, one we'll, thing I've we'll always see. been meaning to ask you is have you updated all the firmware on your oh, controllers everything. and stuff? Oh yeah. That was another thing. I even checked that today and it says no, there's no update for the controller. Okay. So, and it's all three controllers, but yeah, there's no updates available. There are, everything's updated. Um, you know, they worked yesterday. They didn't work today. They worked the day before the day, yeah. two days ago. They didn't work the next day. Hard reset. They all work. I go to bed. I come back the next day, the next morning and they don't work again. So it's, yeah, mine's I, used, I used to have that problem about two years ago. I don't know if you remember me mentioning that, like when I would resume the, uh, Xbox, I would basically just, uh, you know, like stop a game, go to the dash and then just leave it there. And it would go to sleep or whatnot after a couple hours. And I would always lose my controller during that process. So this is about two years ago that it hasn't happened in quite a while. Hmm. And I did have a problem with my controllers, same thing where they just won't sync up. And then there was something that one of our listeners mentioned to me. Oh, I don't remember what it was now. It was something like you you had an issue with games. Like you had to launch another yeah, game. I, I had two issues. So one was in games, like it, particularly it was Max Curse of the Brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> where I would put the game away, you know, the controller would power off. And then when I would turn the system back on, the game would not recognize a controller until I quit the game. And then restarted it from, from the beginning, yeah. you know, where you go into the dash and you hold down, what is it? Why I think, or something like that, or one of those buttons. Well, I, I believe that the, the problem, what I Hamburger think really button. the problem is, is what you said, the resume, the hibernation. Yeah. I never, my PCs, my whole life, I've never left them on at night. I never use hibernation. Anytime I build a machine, the first <laughs> thing I do is turn off hibernation because it never works. It causes problems. Hibernation mode causes problems. And now essentially we have windows 10 on here. And when I'm putting it to quote sleep, I'm going to hibernation mode. So, so I'm, I've been real tempted to turn it off and just say, I'll just hit the power button, you know, on the old handy remote here and Matt, you know, turn it on and let it do a full boot every day. The reason I don't is because I like the fact that it does background updating or installation of stuff. That, you Dude, know, just so leave really, it on. Just leave it on. Don't turn it off. <laughs> just leave it on all day. Just leave it on twenty four seven. Yeah, that's leave the not controllers the best thing. plugged in and turned on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a solution. Yeah, mine. So, I don't know. I might. I might. I might just go to turn it off it. and just. I might. No. You know what I think I want to do? No, I think I'm going to turn try that an experiment. off. Experiment. No, I'm just gonna. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna try turning off the instant on. So that when it shuts off, it turns off and I can't, but I can't use the Cortana to turn it on anymore. But 
that's fine. I'm going to test this. I'm going to see if these issues go away. I'll bet you they will. I really think that's part of the problem. Or yeah, and the majority of it. My thing this weekend wasn't syncing with the controller. It's that the controller wouldn't turn turn it on. And then once I had my Xbox on, the controller wouldn't bring up the message to turn it off. So I actually had to hit the button each time on mine. But I'm just saying, I'm thinking, and then I think it updated today. Was there an update today or yesterday or a recent update or maybe? So I was just like, okay, it's going to be fixed in a couple of days, whatever it is. So, But it actually worked later on. So I'm not exactly Yeah, there's sure. an update on Friday. Yeah. So... Or maybe it just wasn't completely updated at the time or or whatnot. But yeah. But uh thanks for the message, Night Lord. We appreciate it. Um couple more community things. Uh twitter.com slash this Xbox Life if you'd like to tweet us or check us out. And uh our main area is Facebook.com slash groups slash this Xbox Life. It is a closed group. Just put in a request. We kinda bet you a little bit and see see what you do and then uh accept or deny oh so here's the message that i got this is well over two years ago it was from uh Iceland. and you wrote i heard on the podcast uh about uh, presars controller issue i've had that issue forever and i thought it was just me what i was doing rather than starting another game which is what i wound up doing is I pressed the sync button on the controller till the glowing Xbox light blinks and then it starts working again. Hmm. Interesting. And it goes, since you'll probably ask, it always happened to me playing Battlefield 4. Hope it works. So it might be something to try. But then again, this is from April of 2014. So, you know, with all the update changes and stuff that we've had, who knows if it still applies anymore, but it might be worth trying. I, I would that, say, oh, sorry, go ahead. And that button is right on the top of the controller, pretty close to where little micro USB is. Yeah, left side. So he would just hold that. And I remember trying it and it did fix my problem. So I don't know if you want to try that, Mark. Just hold that down. I, well, I'm going to, well, I mean, it was all three. I mean, all three. They, it, sure. It fails to even connect to the box. Right. I've that, tried, that's, like, tried that was part of the problem, too. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this test first. Uh, if it if if I still have the controller issue, I'll try that next time. Sure. So we'll see what happens. But I have officially switched my box to off. I've turned instant on mode <laughs> off. So I'm uh, going old school with it. But yeah. anyways, yeah. Before I want to uh, get in. <laughs> sorry. Real quick, yeah. um, I was talking to Mojo Red. We were playing some underground this the other night, and him and I were doing some um, high value targets. And what we're looking to do, we'd like to do uh, an FNL next week. So next Friday night, him and I are going to plan to get on, and we're looking for two more people that want to come in and do high-value targets. We're going to try to go after the weeklies. Uh, you get a lot of really good gear drops and, and loot that way, um, and they're hard, and they're a blast. They are really fun to do. So if people, anybody out there wants to do some high-value targets in the division next Friday night, um, I don't know, Mojo, it'll be like 5 in the morning his time. He's in Europe. So it'll we'll, we'll kick that off whenever I see him get on. Um, I think that's typically around, uh, I want to say about 8 p.m. Pacific time. So somewhere around there, we'll look for us and 
we're going to be in playing that looking for people. So yeah. if I'm, if I'm still on and there's not enough people, I'll do it with you. I'm in for it. Right. I've been having fun with the division. So. Very cool. Uh, before, before Rob goes through the, the new releases this week, I want to mention, we did get a comment on, on the uh, website. Um, from, I'm going to say Mocha Smiley says, wow, you're sure this is an Xbox podcast bashing in every other sentence. All the issues you mentioned, I have not experienced except for preview. It's preview. Um, my God, that's what uh, we need. Another podcast bashing Xbox. Very, very disappointed. So Mark was able to respond to, to this one before I got around to it. But he says, yes, we are an Xbox sh- uh, show and we do enjoy our console. But we're not also paid to drink the cool, uh, the corporate Kool-Aid. So we share our honest thoughts and opinions. Uh, we don't hate Xbox. We just uh, we are just passionate about it and want it to be the best console possible. So when things fail, we talk about it. So that, and and actually, Mark, the, what you said was exactly what I was going to say too. Because we've actually said it on the show multiple times. Is like, dude, we are an Xbox podcast. We are Xbox fans, but we're not fan boys. You know, it's like. Right. We we will say when something's dumb, something's dumb, or when this is broken, this is broken, and and we don't have to like, you know, what they what they do. We give honest opinions, but yes, this is an Xbox show. Like we 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 love our console, and we you know the company and and stuff like that. But like, um, was it Matrick? He was before Phil Spencer, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I despised that guy. Right, <laughs> he is the reason why i think xbox is struggling at the beginning of this console phil spencer that man has been the best thing that has happened to xbox you know since the 360 (laughs) so um but yes we are we are we are an xbox show and and you know don't don't feel disappointed that we we had comments and and source bots about it i i think i think you should too i mean if if the console completely broke all the time, or if you had five, um, five, three, or, you know, the three red lights, if you had it five times during last console cycle, you're going to be a little bit upset. You still might like the console because you get, get new ones or something. Um, but you might be a little aggravated and it's okay to be aggravated. You don't have to, you know, be falling in love with it or whatever. Uh, so yeah, just, just, uh, just, but thank you for the comment and then yes. But and I think it. I can also mention that uh, if anybody does want to pay us to drink the Kool-Aid, please contact us at, contact <laughs> at yeah. this Xbox Life. Hey, you know, you know, uh, it, Kool-Aid the, costs $10,000 per month on Patreon.com <laughs> yeah. forward slash this Xbox Life. I think I, I think, guarantee I will never complain about the console. <laughs> I would love it like no other. You're like yeah. when they, when those controllers don't connect, it makes me go outside yeah. <laughs> and play. No, I would never say. I would never say anything negative. Yeah. I just. But we're not I, IGN. See that that's the yeah. thing. It's like people get you know we've gotten people. I don't know. They just don't want to hear the truth. That's what I think it is. I mean. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's like people listen to IGN and it's like we talk about how bad IGN is because they get paid by Sony. It's everything is a Sony ad everywhere. I mean, you know, that it's not like the guys doing the podcast are straight getting paid from Sony, but Sony's paying the bills at IGN. 
It's very obvious, okay? And so, you know, of course, they're going to pimp and push and talk how great it is, and, and everybody else just gets second fiddle, you know? Um, they get the scraps. We don't get paid by any corporation, so we're just doing this because we love Xbox. I'm a fan. I love this platform. I was joking when I said I was going to get a PS4. Come on, people. I would not, I'm not going to buy and the thing is, is like so many people were like jumped all over that. And, you know, some people were cursing at me and they got removed just because there's no foul language allowed in the forums. And, um, but in, or in our, in our Facebook group, that's the only reason I ripped it out. You want to be, you know, say I'm wrong. You can say I'm wrong. You don't need to attack people personally or use foul language. It's not necessary. So, but it, it's just like, it's like, come on, people. I know people who've been around a long time. No, I'm just kidding. But I was frustrated because my it wasn't working. Right. You know, it's just like in tonight, my my kids and I, my kids wanted to watch Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, because we we got our tickets for Star Trek Beyond in two weeks, and we're, they yeah, they hadn't buddy. seen the second one. And so I turned the 360 on in the family room, turned on Voodoo. We're <laughs> like, so I don't know, 20 minutes into it, all of a sudden the thing just starts rewinding. I mean, like, I'm looking around. No one's got a controller in their hand. No one's got nothing. And I'm like, what the heck? So I, I grab a controller, turn it on, try to get it back to where it was. And it just kept doing it. It's like, okay, are they saying something, you know, that's causing the connect to automatically rewind or something? So I finally yanked the cord out of the connect, even though they weren't saying anything, I still pulled it out. Uh, and then I, so then it would play. So, so something with connect in the, the, the movie was causing speaking and saying nothing yeah. that said rewind, but it caused connect to rewind. So then I got past that and it was working, but I couldn't get all the little power controls off the screen. Uh, so I'm like, I finally, I'm like, I just threw the controller, turned the thing off, went to my TV, used the smart app. Oh, Hey, voodoo's on here. And launched it there and played it through the TV had no further issues. You know, I'm right. like, it should just work. <laughs> it just, so that's like my frustration is with technology that doesn't work. It's not, you know, and I use the Xbox daily, so I'm going to see everything that goes bad with it because I'm on the thing from the time I walk into my office. It goes on and it's usually on TV all day, and then I go at night, I'm playing, and I'm going to see it. I use it all the time. You know, I have problems. There's things with my phone that I don't like and it annoy me, and, you know, it, it's just it's just tech. It's a frustration that in this day and age, stuff should just work, you know, but I think these companies are like, They've taken to the point where the consumers just take everything and we allow them to give us garbage because, oh, well, they'll update it over time. Well, it's just it's just not the way it should be, you know, no. and I just don't like it. But no, I love my Xbox. And if I I probably will now because I'm having all these issues, I'm probably going to end up getting an S. Not that I want to. I want to wait and get a Scorpio is what I really want. Um, if I get an S now, there's no way the wife's going to give me approval to buy a really expensive one next year. I can make it through to another year. I might be able to convince her. So, uh, but anyways, I, 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 we don't need to talk about that anymore, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, is like having a non bias podcast is, I mean, we, we are somewhat biased, but you know, like we said, we'll, we'll speak our mind, whatever way it, it leans. And, you know, you mentioned IGN and I know we mentioned before, like, their ad their ad department is different than their reviews department. So the people in the reviews don't know what ads are going up on the website. But yes, you're right. I mean, Microsoft and Sony and stuff, they all 
put ads on there recently. It's been a lot of a lot of Sony ads. Um, and Ryan McAfee is is one of my favorite guys, and he speaks. He will is the same way I think we are, and he works for IGN. But he'll say, right. "Oh, it doesn't do this. It doesn't do that." Um, right. But when you listen to when you if you go back to ten episodes ago and listen to Podcast Unlocked, you won't hear an ad at the beginning of Podcast Unlocked. But if you go back at the same time and listen to Podcast Beyond, they have an ad at the very beginning of their podcast, and it's for Sony View or whatever Sony's TV thing is. And the problem with that is the person reading the ad is a host on the show. So he knows that they're getting sponsored by Sony. So tell me how can you have, there's conflict of interest there. (laughs) Some of those guys are on the podcast unlock show too. Right. Right. And I love those guys. I I listen to both podcasts. I mean, but it's just, it kind of makes you think of like, was he really telling me what he thinks about this? Because he was just reading an ad, you know, five minutes ago about it. I was like, that's, that's a, that's a conflict of interest. And I deal with that in real life and work. Uh, COIs, we deal with them all the time. And when you have a conflict of interest, it's not a fun thing to have to deal with. And, and that just leads to that, but I haven't heard any ads recently. So of course I've haven't been listening to podcasts beyond because it's starting to go downhill really bad. But all right, what what we got new this week? So we move forward. Yeah, let's move on to our roundtable. Right? Well, I was gonna, oh, I was, let's finish. What? I wanted to finish through the retail. We have like no time stuff. to do our main thing, but okay. Yep. Quickly, Rob. All right. So this week for Xbox One, we have actually quite a bit of stuff here. It, real quick, this is not the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not done. <laughs> if you tuned in late and you're hearing yeah. this. We're not leaving. We're we have not done our main round table, so don't go away. <laughs> don't be a quitter. <laughs> Brun's mixing it up this yes. week. Yes. <laughs> okay, so first up for Xbox One, we have Song of the Deep. Then we also have Resident Evil 5, Ghostbusters, Super Mutant Alien Assault, and our cute and our cootie. I don't know. And our cute. FRU, we also have video ball. K-Y-U-B, or Kyub. I don't know if we're supposed to pronounce that. Then we have Feronic. Yeah, Feronic. Sure. <laughs> okay. And then uh, lastly, Reverse Quest, or Reverse oh Quest. Gosh. Xbox 360, we have Zilch. All right. And uh can probably rattle off the games with gold, so this is... The tail end of the first half of July. <laughs> Need to get that month straight. So we have uh, Banner Saga 2 for the entire month on Xbox One. And for Xbox 3, oh, we also have The Crew, which is good for another five days as of this recording. And we have Xbox 360 uh, to list as well. For the first half of the month, we have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas. So you got a couple more days to get that. And uh, were you going to say something? Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six of Vegas 2. Oh, Vegas 2. Sorry about that. And uh, Tron Evolution starts on the 16th. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Tumblestone comes out on the 16th for Xbox One. Yes, yes it does. That's a new title, isn't it? One of those that goes straight into Games of the Gold. I think so. Is that the equivalent of straight to VCR or DVD? 
<laughs> straight to video. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll finish off the uh, Amazon stuff here at the end of our roundtable. Yeah. So, roundtable. Favorite gaming moments. And uh, Mark's. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Oh. I, I want to put something to you guys real quick. And I, this is a. Uh, we're going to also give away a $20 Xbox gift card to anybody. Uh, no, oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> Not to anybody. Anybody who sends us a voicemail this week and comments on this question will be enrolled uh, for a chance to win a $20 Xbox gift card. So you can use our voicemail on a website. So my question is, as much as we applaud backward compatibility, um, up until last Friday, I've seen very few people using it. I've only used it a couple times myself, uh, specifically XCOM. Uh, was one that I really uh, played a little bit. Um, do you guys, is, everybody seems to love this, but are you really using it? And that's my question is, is do we really use this feature? And is it something that we really do need? Because people seem to like it. But I never until Red Dead came out. I've, I don't ever see anybody playing backward compatibility games on my friends list. Now, today um, I saw three people playing Red Dead. Yeah, I mean, I've I used like, hey, it for. I, I do, can name do we my have games. to leave voicemails for this? <laughs> no, no, you two can answer real quickly. Oh, and so, we're not eligible. We'll, we should still be. <laughs> I was just curious though. what you guys thought. No, we're not in it. Yeah, like I can name mine on my on my hand, like Halo Wars, uh, Mass Effect, uh, XCOM, uh, Red Dead, are the games that I've done. Uh, and well, and um, Shadow Complex are the games that I've used backwards compatibility for. Did you do it one time and then stop? Because uh, I played Mass Effect for about a half hour and then never went back. And- well, Mass Mass Effect was really just to try it. I have played, right. uh, you know, I've played two or three missions in the Halo Wars, Red Dead. I obviously played a good bit and will be continuing. Um, and Shadow Complex was just to kind of go back and play it a little bit, but none again, not nothing again. What I really want is the Mass Effect three. And yes, I will go play it and beat it at that point in time because I just don't feel like hooking up a 360 to play it. Um, but if you're asking me, like, do I need it? Um, really, the only purpose for me would be to clear off like those two ga- two or three games on a, my backlog that I want to complete, like Mass Effect 3 or uh, Red Dead. And that's just so I don't have to go hook up a 360. I mean, so do I need it? No. Uh, do I like that it's there? Yes, because I think it's a good selling point for anybody that's on the fence of like, ah, oh, man, I really, you know, I, re- I have all these games and, you know, do I want to do this? You know, like, well, yes, you can if those games are on there. Um, and I, like I said earlier before, I think it's great for the company. Like Rockstar just put their game out and sold games, copies. You know, the game went on sale at the same time. It's seven dollars and fifty cents, and they sold. People that had the disc went and bought it digital just to have it digital. I thought about doing that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's. And <laughs> but I still have my disc, so I put it in. You know, can I live without it? Sure, because I'm three years into the new console cycle. You know, but let me put it this way: Will backwards compatibility be very, very important in the future? Absolutely, because what is the Scorpio? The Scorpio is going to have backwards compatibility in it, or else it would not play Xbox One games. So 
when you're thinking yeah. about it in the future. Yes, it's very important. Right now, is it super important? No, but it's cool to have. So I hope that answers my part. Yeah, for me, I've played a bunch of the games in backwards compatibility. I mean, I played the whole Mirror's Edge, uh, Shadow Complex. Um, there were some other ones that I kind of dabbled in. The way to really look at it is that backwards compatibility brings back a fair amount of good titles. I mean, some of them are meh, uh, but a, a lot of them are actually fairly decent games that they're bringing back that should be just considered as options. I mean, just because, you know, something's, you know, in backwards compatibility this week doesn't mean that, you know, we necessarily want to go play it. But then again, um, you know, Rise, a game that came out three years ago, you know, I'm not likely to play that either. So right. it's it's all about options, yeah. really. And it's nice that a game that you might have had years ago on the Xbox 360 all of a sudden shows up on your Xbox One. And again, it's a digital option for you to play well hopefully a digital option and uh you know uh, if you still have the disc you can play it but again just because you have it doesn't mean that you should because a lot of uh, that sh- you should play it because a lot of us just get caught up in you know like the cult of the new the the new games are the ones that we want to play the ones that we want to talk about and mm-hmm. you know playing halo wars as great a game as it might be it's just you know, how exciting is that to talk about it years after it came out? And plus some of those right. games yeah, like Mass Effect, you play those and you're like, man, the, were those yeah. graphics not great back then? I mean, they were good at the time, but now it's, yeah. they're so barren. Oh, yeah. So we're spoiled. We're spoiled by yep. the current gen. Yeah. And, and, what, and oh, go ahead, Mark. The one thing I like that I've seen about it is I booted up Rainbow Six Vegas 2 the other day. And that's a game I did 100% all the achievements. Uh, I went, and I don't even remember. It's been so long, I don't remember how the ranks work. But I'm an Elite 8. So I think that's like, once you hit ranked 50, then I think you started into Elite status. And then I've ranked up several times under the Elite status. Uh, And all that was there when I turned it on. Like, all my stats, everything that I've done, all my rewards and my character was still there with, uh, uh, you know, all the gear. And it's like, when I pulled it up, I was surprised. Cause I was like, man, you know, it's probably going to have me back at zero. And it didn't, I'm like, this is cool. And that's what I really like about the cloud and the cloud saves that they started doing with 360, because now with backwards compatibility, some of these games, your stuff is still there, you know? So that was really cool. I really like that. So, but I'd like to hear from the community too on just what they think about it, you know, because, yeah. because they are developing, they're spending money on it. And I guess, you know, it's like, it's cool to have. And, you know, rainbow six Vegas was cool to boot up. I didn't play anything though. Um, I was making sure I booted it up, installed it, make sure cause I'm ready. Cause I know someone else that wants to try to knock out an achievement that they never were able to get. So, um, so Brink, if you're listening, hit me up anytime I'm ready to go. But, um, <laughs> You know, I, I I don't see a lot of people making actual use of it, so I was just curious what others are thought. But right. all right, let's 
Yeah, this uh, this xboxlife.com, go to the right-hand side, send, voice, uh, send voicemail, follow the prompts, and, and send those in. This week, uh, let's say before, you know, obviously before we record, uh, which is 10 p.m. Eastern, and you'll be put in the raffle. But, uh, all right. Well, Mark, you asked us for our favorite gaming moments. We have some listed here. Why don't you go first? Okay, so I thought this would just be fun because there's really not a lot of news um, right. out there. So one of the thing, one of the my favorite moments, and this was tough to pick uh, a, a few of these, but one of my all time favorite memories is probably back in 1996. I was I was in the service. I was stationed over living in Italy at the time, and I had a had my computer with me and I had ordered uh, Windows 95 or not Windows 95. I'm sorry. I was running Windows 95 and I ordered XCOM UFO defense and <laughs> waited for it to be shipped to me. And this game was my first time with a um, turn-based strategy game and, and it looks cool. And I, you look at it nowadays, you're like, wow, those graphics are horrible, but this game was so much fun. It was the very first game, and I've been playing since back on the 2600 when I, at, you know, when the Commodore 64. That's kind of where I got into computers and gaming. Uh, so it took me up to this point before I had to get to a game that I actually played through all the way to completion almost. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I was never one to finish a game. I, I would play for a while and I just kind of get bored with them and I would just, or I'd play, I'd move on and play something else. Nowadays, I play typically, if, you know, if I'm enjoying the game, I will play through the whole campaign. I, that's kind of my goal. But this was the first game that got me there. And the only reason I've never completed this game was I got to the point where you get on your ship and you were going to Mars and you were going to take out the uh, enemy uh, alien base. And that was the end of the game. The game crashed. <laughs> Ouch. And you go to reload and it's like, that's where it saved. It's like, I could never get past. It, it just would crash every time I try to go to Mars. Mm. So I was never able to finish the game, but it, it XCOM UFO defense was just so much fun. I just, I, it's just one of those things I remember sitting there at that table and playing and just, you know, even, the, and I got frustrated when it crashed and I couldn't complete the game. But the fact that I got that far, I was like, man, this game is awesome. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever had, you know, like that first game that just really just made you want to play, or maybe you guys have always from the first, you know, played all the way through to the end of something, but I never had until that point. Oh. So I love that game. I love that franchise. <laughs> Rob, you got one go through your, do your first one. Sure. All right. One that is very memorable, especially since it's been brought up a whole bunch of times here on, on the show in the last couple of years was, <clears throat> and this was probably what in like 98, 99, something like that where Mark was, uh, uh, living by me 99. 99 yeah mark was living over by me for a couple of months uh when he moved back to chicago and i was playing uh, well what was it um was it marie no 
Marines versus Predator. Alien. Alien versus Predator, yeah. On the PC. And I had my headphones on because I always I loved playing with headphones <laughs> even back then. And mm-hmm. this game would always creep me out so bad because I just get so caught up in the ambience and it reminds me of the aliens movies where it's just so crazy, scary. You don't know where they're coming from. So I'm playing this game and you know, you're just so focused on the game. And apparently Mark walked into the room and he was calling my name, calling my name. I'm not answering because I don't hear him because I got my headphones on and he comes over and he puts his, hand on my shoulder (laughs) to get my attention and i just freaked i mean it wasn't like one of those where i punched him (laughs) like you see in the youtube videos but i mean it was i I sort of don't quite remember my reaction i remember i totally freaked out i i was like i know i jumped i don't know if i almost fell out of my chair or or what, but I just remember, I mean, it, I, my heart was racing because he scared me so I went up the bookshelf that was next to you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's like a cat on the roof, you know? <laughs> or one of those cats that look at the cucumbers. Did you, did you guys ever see those videos? Oh. <laughs> yes. I want to do that, but my cat's way too old. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to do that to her. <laughs> but uh, that was definitely a memorable moment. Good times, good times. Yeah, so... Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, were we going to just oh. keep rotating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with, with mine, um, I really didn't get into PC gaming until like when I started in college. Um, I mean, I was into computers before, and which is why I became a programmer, um, but I never really was in the gaming, you know groups or anything like that until I started college and I bumped into my buddy who's who's still my good friend uh Dane and uh we had you know a land party this is when you had land parties you know you had to bring all your computers together and stuff like that so you know first land parties and we all kind of traded off a couple games and it was uh Unreal Tournament oh yeah I want to say 2000 <clears throat> 2000 I think 2001 maybe something like 2004? that I remember the, I, I was it the one that first had the date on it? Because this would have been way prior to 2004. Okay. But I, it, nonetheless, I, I remember playing Unreal Tournament and being in the tower, you know, the two towers that faced each other. Oh, yeah. I remember that yes. one. Yeah. I know and, that one. And this was before, this is the Unreal Tournament when the sniper rifle was not like the lightning sniper rifle. This was the one right prior to that. And when people would spawn, they would spawn to the left and the right of the tower. Well, I annoyed everybody because for some reason I was just good at sniping and you would just see him spawn in and boom, dead spawn in, boom, dead spawn in, boom, dead. And then getting yelled at by people in the land party because they're like, <laughs> let people spawn. Um, but unreal tournament land party is one of my, you know, fondest memories of, of my friends and getting me in, in, into that. And we also played quake three arena. If you guys remember, Oh, yeah. I remember that as well. Sure do. Uh, the one thing in Quake Three, it was it was Dane and his brother and myself. This was uh, just us playing. Um, it was the space map, and if you remember, when you're out in space, you could hit the grav, what you would call a grav lift or a grav shot, and you'd go out to this little island area where there's a rocket. And I was horrible at Quake Three because Quake, if you, if you guys remember Quake Three, it's 
it's jump rocket at the feet, jump rocket at the feet. You know, it's always, you're always jumping. And all I see is Dane like jumping toward me and I'm like, okay, I'm dead. So I just fire off this rocket like toward the middle, middle of the map. And all of a sudden Dane's brother hits the ramp that goes from left to right. And right when he was in midair, that rocket I shot off just nails him and hits him in midair. And it's like, that was the time it's like, man, I wish we could record video or I was on Twitch or something like that. Cause that's like my most luckiest. It's those lucky shots that you never, you never have again, uh, unless it's just those three people that you can talk about as long as they remember. But, uh, yeah, so that, that would be my first thing. Those land parties and those two games are, are really, you know, fondest memory. Mark, um, I gotta say, my next one was I was big into the Medal of Honor Allied Assault oh, game. Good game. Um, I played that a lot. Was really into the multiplayer. I mean, this was my game. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I go over to my good buddy Rob's house. He's like, "Dude, I gotta show you this game." <laughs> and he shows me Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who made Medal of Honor? Who? Yes, yes, they made Allied. Yeah, they made Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Yep, that ended <laughs> my uh, Allied Assault days. Same here. Began Same here. my Call of Duty career, mm-hmm. and I was so into Call of Duty that I actually <laughs> I had a couple of PCs at my office that were plugged in to the internet, like on the outside. <laughs> so that I had these, I know, and I was, <laughs> I hope I probably shouldn't be saying this. I would never do this today, but I was hosting game servers at work. Oh my God. Right, Cause you work from your house. Them. You would never do it at work. <laughs> I mean my house. Yes. I yeah. meant these were at home. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, and we would, oh man, it, it, I got so into this game that I managed my own servers and I started up a clan, um, and we went through a couple different names, but originally it was a wingman's warriors. And then we were, um, became bomb, which was, um, band of monkey brothers. <laughs> I hmm. don't know if someone made it up. Um, and we just, it was just this group of guys that liked to play. It was people that were on the server that I'd see come all the time. And we just kept it a nice, clean, good, fair server. Um, and we had a lot of fun. That's how these people, we just played all the time. And then the expansion came out and I had a server for that. And it was my first time ever doing anything like that. But Call of Duty was just so much fun. I loved it. I just, it was just, I couldn't get enough of it. You know, and uh, and I just remember just running those servers and playing. I wish I knew how many hours I had in the original Call of Duty game. It probably everything else probably pales in comparison to the hours I put into that game. But it was just so much fun, and it was just so exciting. Yeah, good times. I'll have (laughs) to go downstairs. I do believe I still have my Allied Assault Medal of Honor Allied Assault game, the box and everything. Yeah, um, I think that's one that I kept because I loved that game so much. And then Call of Duty kind of came out and Allied Assault went downhill. And what it was, you found out that the developer of the original Allied Assault went to make Call of Duty, which now makes um, Titanfall, you know, so. <laughs> yep. 
Well, well, yeah. The, the The main group of those guys are at Titanfall, basically, but under a different different thing. But yeah, I remember all those two, and actually, Call of Duty is what got me into Battlefield. But yeah. oh, Go ahead, Rob. I remember Rob knows my buddy Michael. He still lives there in Chicago. Uh, Michael and I, we used to play after work. Uh, we'd play a lot of different games, but we'd stay, sit in the server room after 5 o'clock. We'd just stay and play video games, and we were playing Allied Assault one night, and we were on uh, someone else's server, and we went and selected our loadouts, and I was running around with a rocket launcher. And, uh, I mean, or, no, it wasn't even a rocket launcher. It was a bazooka, right, because this yeah. is, you know, World War II. So the, some dude gets mad at me, and he's like, no bazookas, no bazookas, and it was his game server i think if i recall the server was named after his name in the game or something so mm-hmm. i'm like and i'm and i remember texting back you know well dude it's your game turn it off i mean you can turn these options off and people would usually name their games like you know pistol knife pistol only yeah, or they, or no rocket launchers yeah. or i mean no bazookas or you know they would they would state that or and they would turn those options off so people knew he had all the options open so i kept using it and it was funny because then he then he kicked me, so I'm like, "Hey, Michael, <laughs> go hit this guy with a bazooka." <laughs> so I and, and it was one of those where it's like, so I would come back in. All it, all he did was kick you, and I think he I think he banned or kicked or I can't. But I I remember if I just took my name and put a number one after it, I got right back in. So he would kick the other guy. About time he kicked my buddy Michael. I'm there shooting him with a bazooka and killing him. And then by the time he comes in with the number one after his name, and I've been kicked, and I'm putting a number two after my name, we just kept doing it for a while. Troll. Wing was a troll. He was, it was a like, COD troll. But it was like the guy's server. I know. I was bad. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, if you're going to manage a server yourself, then turn the options off. Yeah. <laughs> you left them on. If they're on and this is what I want to play with, I'm going to select it. Just yep. having some guy go, you can't do that, is not going to make me put it away. Right. You know, if if you want a specific game type, then set it up that way. But it was it was just funny because I don't think the guy realized that we were working together and we oh. were in this like in the same room. Uh, oh, he killed me. He's over here. So why Michael was running over to where I where I told him to go and he'd find the guy. You know, it was just it just was back and forth. So it was pretty funny. Good times. Good times. Uh, how about it, Rob? Yep, Rob. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of uh, probably right around the same time. I, I used to do a lot of firewall work uh, at work, and uh, as a contractor, I would go out to different companies. And one of the places, their IT guy left. He just like quit, or he got fired, or something happened. So they had me come out and do an assessment of where things were, and I found a Quake server. <laughs> Attached to DMZ in the firewall. I'm like, yeah. At least, at least I took mine down when yeah. I left. <laughs> I guess it depends on how fast you leave. But um, no, I did want to talk about uh, land parties, and you know, land parties always will hold like a special place in my heart. Just they were so much fun, and I, I know Mark, you came to a whole bunch of them as well. You know. We kind of hung around the same people when it came uh, to the land parties and they were just so memorable. I mean, you sort of get the same thing nowadays, you know, whether it was, um, you know, like years ago with, you know, some of those speech technologies like team speak and stuff like that. And you get definitely get sort of the same thing nowadays 
with the uh, Xbox Live parties and such. But they're like 90% there, 95% there. There's something different about the whole experience where you just have like all these people in the same area because mm-hmm. you can just, you know, uh, I'll use Unreal Tournament as an example because you were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Brown. But I mean, oh, yeah. you can just annihilate somebody and you can look at them and you can see their response, <laughs> yes. you know? Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> you can see them yep. smashing their mouse into the table in frustration. And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. There, there's people. That how still, expensive was that mouse? Rob? I, don't, I don't know. You remember that yeah, guy, I remember right? That guy. Space yeah. Yeah. That was like an expensive mouse. He had, <laughs> He had, and he got so mad and he smashed it on the table and broke it. Yeah. <laughs> and people, I will never forget no. that. People have land parties now, you know, like people will still do that now, or or even they'll land party their their Xbox Ones and stuff together. I just have to say, like it, uh, us the three of us will we'll know this, but I think it's it, it when you have a, if you have a land party today or anything is you know, you're taking your computer or you're taking your gaming laptop or your, or your Xbox one or something like that. And then you're carrying a 20 pound or a 10 pound TV in, right? <laughs> when we're saying land parties, we're carrying PC cases that are like all metal with <laughs> heavy everything and 15 inch CRT, like CRT monitors. Oh, like, those you know, are like, yeah, like, you know, today it's like, oh, I got my computer under one arm and my monitor under the other. Like, this is like, I, I got 17 inch CRT. Yeah, yeah, this is like, too. hey, help me carry my monitor in because, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, the our land parties was like, you, you couldn't sit two people on a table because the monitor took up the entire table. <laughs> so you have like all these tables set up and lines and stuff. And, but yeah, like the land parties now, I'm just like, your three pound or two pound monitor doesn't count. Go get <laughs> yeah. a, a 30 pound or 40 pound CRT monitor and drag that in from oh, your car. Those monitors are just brutal. God, you had to seat, you had to seat belt them. Yeah. In your and car you had to kill and you. You had a seat belt <laughs> in backwards. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> so you the screen the screen? side was the heavy side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so true. That's awesome. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. You had to, you had to buckle them in. Cause if you got rear ended, you're dead. <laughs> Because you're going to get hit in the back of the head with a 50-pound <laughs> monitor. Oh. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah oh, man. that's that's one awesome thing about land parties that, I mean, definitely uh, differentiates them even from playing online nowadays with live and such. And, uh, you know, just having that interaction with people being in the same space because it takes it to another level. Because you can, like I said, you can actually see the people and such. And this is one thing that I like about board gaming as well, where you know, that human interaction in the gaming portion of it is, is it's almost priceless. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's land parties for me. Definitely a, a special moment. Run. All right. Um, I kind of have, I have, so I'm going to group like two or three games here because it's so, when we're talking about, I could talk about things a long time when, when it comes to these memories, but I'm going to rattle off a couple games from from back in the day that that I played and beat and they're just they always stick with me. 
Um, one of them is like what I always claim is my favorite game of all time, which is Grim Fandango. Um, you know, I, I think there were still guides back at that time. Like you could find help files and stuff. You know, the internet was around. Um, but I remember getting the satisfaction of actually beating that game. Uh, those puzzles are hard in that game. This is when games were, you know, game comes out every couple of years or you're only buying one game for three months. So they made it hard to make sure you just couldn't beat it in, you know, three hours and 50 minutes, like inside that we have today. You know, today it's like we got to give them four or five hours or, or something. I'd like this here was like supposed to last you, you know, so. But uh, that was the motorcycle Grim game, right? The motorcycle gang they, gang gang Grim Pandango. Yeah. No, that's when you're dead. Oh, that's the so one with the, played, like the Mexican dead guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but, um, so Grim Fandango Deus Ex, uh, fantastic game. I think it was one of the first games ever to give you a choice. You had a choice at the end of the game. So based on what you did is how the game ended. Um, that really got me like the Deus Ex games now are just amazing compared to that original. But I remember, I distinctly remember that game. Um, that always stuck out to me. And then uh, the other one I, I didn't have here, but I want to mention was uh, Thief, uh, the original Thief. Oh, yeah. um, that's when I remember Thief came, you know, was out, and it's right when like 16 meg graphics cards came out. And when you had one of those 16 meg graphics cards, you were just floored. It was just like, oh my gosh, like look at the lighting effects. I remember my buddy Dane again. You know, the same person with the lane parties, you know, he had one of those graphics cards. He's like, look at the lighting and look at this. And, you know, Thief was such a good game. Those stealth games were awesome. So, but those are just a, you know, a couple games from, you know, my first memories in, in games. So, but you're up, Mark. All right. So, Bron, this is probably going to surprise you, <laughs> but I got to say, this is probably the greatest game ever made. Nice. Uh, huge battles. You could play as a soldier. You could drive a vehicle. <laughs> you could get in and fly a plane. There was this thing that I had never seen before called stats. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and yes. ranks. And unlocks. <laughs> and yes, I'm, call, I'm talking about Battlefield 2. Um. Oh. What got me into this game was a couple of people in my land party group would play Battlefield 1942. That was the first yep. one, right? Yep. Yep. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, what's he do? I just didn't really like care for it that much. And then uh, I remember uh, Rob, a buddy of ours, Luke, was trying to get me to come to a land party. And I was like, dude, I don't want to play that Battlefield game. I really, it's just boring. He's like, no, 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 no. We we got this mod. It's called Desert Combat. He's like, you're going to love it. And I'm like, no, it's still the same game. No, trust me. So I go over there and we, and they play the desert combat mod, which essentially I think opened the door for battlefield too. Right. And desert yep. combat mod got me hooked. I loved it. And then, so battlefield two came out. It was like one of those day one purchases for me. And that was my life for the next, I don't know how long I had land parties at that. I remember having land parties at my house with that. That's all we would play. This was, you know, it, it changed from previous land parties where it was like, Oh, we're going to play this. And this, you brought all your games. Like when this came out, this was like the only game we would play. 
it's it for 12, 18 hours, whatever, however long we were there. This is all we were playing. And it was so much fun and there was so much to do. And, and it was just like this open, just so much like, wow, I, you know, it was more than, and I'm, I love call of duty. I still, I still do to this day. I mean, not as much as I did, but um, it was just such a difference from what I, what I was used to. And then, and, and seeing the stats and, and I, w- I remember, you know, at work, I'd pull up the stat page and, okay, how far do I got to go to get the next rank? And what do I got, you know, what weapon am I using? Just looking at all the medals and stuff. And it was just, it, it like sucked you in in another way. Um, and it was like, cause I would always, you know, before that it was like, you played a game when you played it. And then when you were away from it, you were away from the game. Now it's like I was away from the game, but I could still be somehow attached to it by looking at my <laughs> stats or looking at my friend's stats and seeing what they did. And, oh, it was so cool. And then I remember when the Special Forces expansion pack came out. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh, my goodness, this amazing game just, just set the bar even higher. You know, they, they had the repelling and zip lines. Zip lines, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, they the maps were just amazing. And, and I remember that's like, I think that's where they added the, the ATVs and the, we'd throw the C4 on the ATVs and run them up into the tanks and jump yeah. off before you did the tank and blow the tanks up. And yeah. Armored Fury, just, Armored oh. Fury was still my favorite expansion on that. I don't, I don't know why, but I liked Armored Fury the, the most. Yeah. So. But it was Battlefield 2. I still to this day feel it's probably the greatest game ever made and and that's just me that's my opinion as much as i claim i hate how much i don't like battlefield it's just gotten my my thing with battlefield i think nowadays is just i've just gotten older and it's i I think the stuff is there's too much there's too much going on i I realized just the other day as many hours i got in the division i still not playing the game right but there's so much to it that i'm not even touching it's just i just kind of want stuff more simplified now but um you may get that in battlefield one with my experience with my experience (laughs) with battlefield one is i i think things might be backed off a little bit which i like i think that's great i agree with you it it does get crazy unlock this unlock that five thousand guns and and stuff like that it's it's just almost too much like i got into battlefield four i launched it the other day now there's like 35 gold packs to unlock i was like what what i was sitting for a half hour unlocking gold packs all this stuff's unlocking. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just like it was, it's almost like too much. But Battlefield 2 was, to me, was like a perfect balance. It, it was almost a little too slow. You know, it, I remember all the hours I got, I still never made an officer. Right. I should have been. <laughs> for yeah. like 200 something hours in, I still was like a enlisted rank. They they definitely have boosted that. Back in Battlefield 2 days, man, you ranked up really slow. But that wasn't like your goal. It was just because it was all new and it was like it didn't matter. The game mattered. It wasn't your rank that mattered. You just didn't care. The game was so fun. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's funny talking about Battlefield 2 because come to find that I work with, at the time, one of like the top five, top ten. I'll have to ask him how high he actually got helicopter pilots in the game, in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was just, I mean, he was talking, they, like, showed me videos of stuff that he recorded, because, remember, it had a battle recorder. It, you know, Battlefield yeah. 2 had battle recorder in it, and I just, 
Battlefield 2, I, I was a 1942 person as well, but Battlefield 2, it's like, I remember the song. I remember... The, yes. the I remember the the entrance screen like the screen if I if I remember correctly like like in the background of it you would see like a little battle going on and like a tank driving and stuff like that like Battlefield Two man oh it was just fantastic I remember when I it was a day one purchase for me too so but yeah I can still hear that music yeah and it was funny. I remember the things that came out I remember posting somewhere like how got different ways to know you played too much battlefield. And one of them was a picture of this guy at the post office laying down on the ground under the flag. Cause it was at half staff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you've been playing too much battlefield when yeah. he's trying to capture the flag at the post office, yeah. man. Oh yeah. man. All right, Rob, what yep. you got? Okay. Another special thing. And this was huge at the time and that was uh back in the old pc days probably like mid 90s when i got my 3dfx voodoo card that was yeah that yeah okay this was a game changer i mean there was some other stuff like i think like power vr was out or something that's all kind of fuzzy now but i remember plug it in that voodoo card and getting the mod, like the patches for I think Tomb Raider or something like that. But I definitely uh Microsoft had Monster Truck Madness. Yes. And oh my god. This game <laughs> was just phenomenal when it was running on the voodoo card. Wasn't well, that the same card I was talking about, like the sixteen meg graphics card? Um it had been ninety nine or or that, so, that's or probably one of the later that. ones. I'm talking about okay. the first one that they came out with. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think it was Power VR. They had a card, and then the Voodoo 3DFX had a card. They were like the two main players at the time. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, everything was just rendered by the CPU. So you went right. from, I don't say like pixelated, but it, I mean, you, you went from this like jaggy looking like vehicle in monster truck madness to this like smoothed out, like wonderfully looking vehicle. It sucks in comparison to how things are today, (laughs) but back then it was just phenomenal. The game just ran so well and it looked so good. And was it, I remember you talking about that voodoo card and I ended up buying one. Uh, based on your recommendation and i remember putting it in and playing a game i don't remember the game but i remember looking at the wall and going oh my goodness there's bricks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like this used to be a flat wall yeah. there was nothing yeah. there now there's bricks it's a real wall and i remember calling my wife look at this come here and she's nerd. like who cares what are you yeah. talking about you nerd <laughs> and i'm like there's bricks i was just floored yeah. <laughs> the wall could have a texture to it that's funny yeah it looks like some of the competitors back then were the s3 verge uh ati had the 3d rage and there was a matrix mystique uh some of these are coming back to me here and there's something called i remember the rage cards yeah when did radio when did the radeon cards come in oh i don't know 
Well, probably close to 2000. Early 2000s? Yeah, something early like that. Early 2000s, right? Yeah. Because weren't those the first like 32 meg, 64 meg cards? Maybe. 32 meg cards? So I think because uh, wasn't it called like a Radeon 64? Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. That's, yeah. Bringing back memories. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, 3DFX, that was uh, a game changer. And I mean, that basically set the ground for everything that we have today because nowadays, yeah, I mean, that's where it all started. That's where it all started. Yeah. Those few companies that put out the stuff. So uh, that's it. Next. Um, yeah, for mine, uh, it and Mark just mentioned it, and I kind of talked about it there was it was Battlefield. Um, so 1942, uh, Battlefield Two for sure. Um, but it just the one thing I wanted to mention in Battlefield was was the sniping. Um, this was when I mainly was just a sniper in, in a majority of these games from 1942 on and, and went into battlefield two. I, I tried to, you know, go out of, out of sniping a little bit. Um, uh, but bad company and bad company too. Like I remember you couldn't crouch in bad company, you know, or you couldn't lay down. All you could do was crouch. So you just basically had to hide in a bush <laughs> and things like that. But, um, just sniping in Battlefield is just one of my fondest memories. And and the one that I like to always talk about is the one in um I believe it's Battle uh Bad Company Two. You start off way off this base and you have to drive into a base and then after the first base gets captured, you move to the next one, which is like close to a boat, like a harbor or something. I can't remember. But usually people would spawn in, they'd run up to this little TV set which would control a helicopter, if you guys remember that little helicopter. Um, but I would run up to the tree right next to where we spawn and I would squat into this bush in this tree and all the way on the other side of the base, there is this tower and people would climb up the steps of the tower and they would go in and they would snipe and they would crouch down. But the problem is, is right above the banister, you'd see half a dome, which was their head in this tower. And that's all you could see is this little half dome. Well, on a sniper rifle, you know, you have your crosshairs and you have your your lines or your dots, mills. You have your mill dots or mill lines. I remember that if you would put the second, so if you look at your dead center crosshair, the two mills down on the on going down, if you would put that just a hair above that little dome and you would shoot, you would see that bullet arc all the way across the base and just headshot that person every single time. And I had it down to what bush I would, I'd run squat in that bush and I'd just watch people climb that ladder, squat in that building, climbing that batter ladder, squat in that building. And I just snipe them all day long. And this one time somebody was climbing that ladder and I sniped him as he was climbing the ladder and he ragdoll the ragdoll effect, got his leg caught up in the ladder. So he's just dangling upside down on the ladder. And I was just like, uh, this is getting a little bit scary when I know exactly where to sit, exactly where to aim and where, you know, it's just how much I would snipe. And these are, I mean, the bullets just arc. You just see them arc all the way and just blink and headshots every time. But uh, sniping in Battlefield, so would be one of my memories. So, but Mark, <clears throat> I got to ask you guys, you ever called in sick just to play a game? 
No. Uh, no, because I my wife would probably kill me. I I never had <laughs> until, until Borderlands. <laughs> until Borderlands came out. And this was this was a game that I was, you know, I don't even know. I'm not even sure why I bought it. It it was it didn't seem my style. It was a shooter RPG type of thing. You know, I'm, at that time I was just a shooter guy. It was a cartoonish, cel-shaded game. It just nothing made this seem to be like for me. But for some reason, I got this game. I put it in, and I came down with the flu for the next two days. <laughs> uh. And I, I mean, I haven't done it since. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I have not done it since. But I called in sick to work for two days so I could play a game. Borderlands was so much fun. I loved the the humor that was in it, mm-hmm. the the weapons, the the story, the the characters, Everything. the the yeah. ability to if you got stuck, you could bring in people into your game and they could help you out and. And you could go into other people's and the four-player co-op, and it's just oh, the game was just it was just again it was kind of like wow, like a, like an opening. It was just one of those things. It was like you know, you just were so excited all of a sudden. It was like you know, and we we talk about how we get these droughts, and it's like Borderlands was one of those games. It's like you know, that's what you need when you're in a when you're in a gaming drought or a slump, and you just you don't want to play anything. You need something exciting and new and fresh to just get you excited about gaming. That's what Borderlands did for me. Yeah. Border, and Borderlands and oh, Crackdown are two games that are like that. They yeah. were just those oh, games I, that were just perfect timing. Crackdown three. There's a very good chance. I'll actually take time off of work. No, <laughs> I don't know. I probably won't do that, but um, there's, there's a chance I might <laughs> We'll have to see <laughs> Well, the, the, but, you yeah, know, the, it was just it was just amazing. Just right. I loved it, and I think that the you know I know they that game was originally going to be more realistic looking, and they yep. changed pretty late in the development cycle to do this cell shaded thing, and I, I think it was the best thing they could have done. It worked. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So. Yeah, and and the reason why I would say the reason why I don't I wouldn't even really consider calling off work anymore is because you call off work. And you never know if the servers of the game you're going, and depending on what type of game, but you sure. never know if the servers go, or the game's going to work. And it goes back to the like, oh look, we're so we're so, we're okay with people releasing games that just just don't work. You know, it's like I love Battlefield, and when Battlefield One comes out for real, yeah, no, I'm not taking off work. <laughs> game runs well, great now right now, be, <laughs> but you got to be careful too because you know you don't want to be popping achievements or having your achievements post your Facebook when you're sick. <laughs> oh well true right so, yeah yeah run just scored an achievement yeah in deus ex 18 yeah nice i can see a couple of people i know going what yeah, borderlands <laughs> is definitely today. a good game though oh. all right all right rob okay uh back there was something i was gonna mention now i totally can't remember what it was but uh, I'll go with what I had originally here. And that's uh, for a time I had a projector in a room. I had it set up as a home theater almost. 
And I had the great idea to not only watch movies in there, but I hooked up my PC to it and also my original Xbox. So this was quite some time ago, probably like at least 13, 14 years ago. And I just remember Mark was over at the house one day and I think it was when we were playing COD. It was either that or or a racing game. But I remembered I was standing up in the front of the room next to the screen and it was a hundred inch projector screen. So I was standing up in the front while Mark was playing. And I remembered noticing that I was like, he was just having a great time playing and I was sitting there and I was actually swaying (laughs) just because, you know, it's (laughs) kind of like when you're in the IMAX or in one of those museum movie theaters where all of a sudden you find yourself like leaning into the sports car turns and stuff like that. So there I was like just standing watching and I was like leaning into, you know, the movement of the, uh, of the game. So that that was pretty neat. That was just, it was just something that really caught me by surprise. And it was something that just, it was, it was a cool experience. Remember, I remember playing that's how you introduced me to Call of Duty for yeah. the first time. Was on yeah, your I remember that. Yeah. Screen. It might have been that that one day. Yeah. But, okay. All right, Brun. So yeah, so my next one here, I think Mark and might actually tie into your next one too. But um, it, when I started podcasting, so what happened is I started listening to the show where Mark and uh, Kyle were on. And I, that's when I first decided to do podcasting. And so I'm like, Hey, I want to, I want to be a podcaster with you guys. And, and of course it was for the Xbox 360, and I didn't own one. <laughs> um, but I was like, but I'm going to own one soon. And I'm like, what game should I get? And it was like gears of war and Graw, Graw oh, two. Yeah. So this memory here is from Graw 2. There was an achievement for their online to do a one-hour defend. And I remember doing this said one-hour defend. Um, I think this was after Mark's memory of his one-hour defend, and he was doing it, I think, for the second time with me and some people with, from the community that we, were, we had at the time. And uh, I remember the first time, I think we got down to, what, eight minutes left? I think it was like eight minutes left or yeah, something we like that. Something like that. It, we were with we were in less than 10 minutes to go. Yeah, less than 10 I minutes thought to we go. Were like it, and, I thought we were like between 53 to 57 minutes yeah. at, you know, of the hour. Yeah, so, and what happened is we were on the one where, like, you're looking at the mountain and the guys are coming from the left or the right of the mountain and everybody was out of ammo that was alive. So people were taking risks to go get the ammo. And I think that's eventually what happened. Cause I think Kyle might actually been the last one alive um, at the time. Um, but being there and, and losing that with that much time. And then everybody just like saying, are you kidding me? Are you, are you for real right now? And then it's like, let's do it again. <laughs> so, uh, nope. the, and it was the second, the second time through is the one what we actually completed it. But I remember it was one hour long. You know, well, it doing, was that was, we battle. didn't do it on the second try. We had had significant attempts. Yeah, 
Well, but okay, the one before we did night, it, we were in night, the fifth, we were close. Yeah, that yeah. night. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember the the hour to the right before the one right prior to beating it was fifty something minutes. Because um, yeah. I think we'd get like four minutes in, three minutes in, because it was everybody new doing it. But I remember that it was one hour, and it's like playing the same round, same match for one hour, and and I really had a good time and and that was where like those type of missions and stuff in Graw 2 is what me what made me say they need to come out with a game like this where all they do is keep pumping missions out like that and that's what I can't wait for Ghost Recon um Wildlands, Wildlands because I feel like that's that game that yeah. I've wanted since jeez 2007 2000 yeah 2007 is when I got mine I know Graw 2 was out 2006 I think but yeah but yeah, that's mine. That that one hour defend, and then Mark, you can go ahead with your uh, your thing. So, well, I'll, I'll just tag on to that one as well. Um, I, that was also the game. That was also Gra Two is also where my uh, I guess fame. legendary status or fame <laughs> came from. Killing Kyle with a grenade. We were in a co op mission. Everyone else was dead. It was just him and me left, and everyone's watching. And we're down just like a couple guys left, and they're on the other side of this wall. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm gonna just chuck a grenade up over the wall, and you know, and and it, and I I didn't quite arc it right, and it hit the top of the wall, bounced back, it blew, killed Kyle, <laughs> my partner, <clears throat> and that was it. As yeah, I mean, there was just nothing else to do, but yeah, I got a bad bounce on a grenade. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. But I I love Gratu. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites, and that that's what you talked about. The defend is my favorite uh, achievement of all time. Hmm. Uh, going after that was just a blast, and I do hope Wildlands as well turns out to be s- similar to what the Gratu co-op missions were, because that was the best part of that game. Yeah, and if they put that backward compatibility. Dude, I would buy the game again because I don't think I have the disc anymore. I would buy all the co-op map bags and I would go play that on 360 for backward compatibility. That's one I would definitely play. Yeah. Stuff. It's a very good game and, and it reminds me if anybody hasn't seen like what is, what's it called? Squad? I think it's called Squad. It's a PC game, but um, Soul Assassin, if anybody remembers Soul Assassin from our community, he plays it a lot. It's a PC game, but it's like hardcore um military game i i you you'd have to go watch it to see it like watch it on twitch or whatever um but grawl was one of those games is like the closest to being like trying to be somewhat realistic like couldn't take too many hits um and you know everything was slow moving you know you couldn't wall run and crap like that i mean it was grawl games are really good i i really do like them Rob, what do you what do you got, man? Okay, um, I remember now the thing that I was going to mention before, and that oh, okay. that uh, years ago, years years ago, my first console that I ever got was an Odyssey two from Magnavox. So this was wow, like late seventies. I was just a wee little tyke at the time, but. <laughs> I was just smitten by this thing. It was just incredible. I mean, those graphics at the time, horrible, 
by today's standards. Those graphics were just amazing. And I just could not get enough of this thing. And even when I think about it, like nowadays, my first console being an Odyssey 2, just it's it's got to make me smile just for how much I love this thing. And you know, I know there's emulators out there and such for these things, and we should definitely stay away from those. If you have a console from years ago that you love, just keep it a good memory. Because if you play yeah. it, if you play those games now, it'll just ruin it for you. But I, I just remember that thing just being phenomenal. I mean, I even still totally remember like the controller, like the feel of it. There was a, a voice add-on for it, this big, huge module that clicked into the top of it. It kind of looked like an Atari with a, a chiclet keyboard. That's like the best way to to uh, describe it. But it had this big add-on where you could, I think they call it the voice commander, where it would actually do like really, you know, archaic speech. It was like the TI chips that they had, like in old speaking spells, if you guys remember those. But yeah. uh, it had that. And then for a little while, they actually came out with these pretty nifty little games where they were actually half video game and half board game. So they actually had like board game pieces. There was one I remember it was something like, like uh, Dragon Rings or something along those lines where it was like a dragon dungeon game that actually had a board so it was pretty innovative and it's always something that's going to be special to me so uh next up and i think we're getting short on time here so yeah i think we're all on coming up up on our last ones here so um i'll make this one real quick uh so the 360 was my real first xbox i mean my my boys had an original xbox so i did dabble in like halo one or you know halo combat evolved and and halo 2 and and xbox live for the very first time um but it was just here or there my first real halo experience was again podcasting with mark and and kyle and i remember as how excited kyle was for halo 3 so i started kind of catching up and 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 looking in into halo 3 and got it with everybody and so the Halo 3 being my first real Halo experience, I can't, I can't, I always remember it. I remember it was one of those games that when it was over, I was like, I was sad that it was over. I was, you know, not, I was happy that I beat the game, but I were, but it was sad that my experience with that was, was over. You know, I wasn't a huge, and I'm still really not a major Halo online player, I, I play Halos for the for the story and the single player, and I remember just that being over and just saying like, "Oh, what do I, you know, like what do I do now?" It's like this game's over, and and I'm gonna have to wait like four years for another one, and and being just kind of disappointed that it was done. Um, but I really remember that game and and getting to play co op with people, and and so Halo Three is is one of my my memories. So. Mark, what's your last one? Uh, <clears throat> last one. Um, I remember it's two games, two different games for two different reasons. Um, Guitar Hero 2 and Rock Band. <laughs> um, Guitar Hero 2 was my very first game that I had ever played, one of these rhythm 
games. And I remember well, I had like a three day weekend and I picked the game up at the GameStop on a Thursday after work and uh, took it home and started playing that night. And I remember that it was like next thing I know, it was like one in the morning. And I was like, okay, I, I got to quit this. So I went to bed. I got up the next day, went straight back down into my man cave, started playing. And I was up playing until like, again, two or three in the morning. And I remember by that second, my hand was like, like deformed, you know, like in a claw. <laughs> and I was like, and I hurt. And I remember being in pain from actually being at, you know, playing this guitar and hitting these buttons all day long. But I was having so much fun, I didn't care. And then Rock Band came out. I bought that day one with the whole kit. And I just remember tearing the drums out and learning how to play the drum. Never got good at it. Um, and I actually never really played much. I, I, I don't I don't know why they were just I enjoyed it, but I found them a little more difficult. But I, I just the, the singing and the and being able to play guitar and my wife and I that brought her in. She loves playing rock band and, and her and I would sit and play rock band for hours at night together, both both, you know, just sitting there playing guitars or whatever. But she she always played bass and I would bounce around between different things and it was fun and that's what I really liked about rock band was like got my wife to play a game with me and she still will sit and play rock band with me to this day. Uh, she still likes it. And so it's just, I got some really good memories around that, uh, both of those games. So good times. But that's it for me. Rob last one, 10 minutes. Yeah. All right. Then, uh, probably last thing I want to talk about is, uh, I used to work at a retailer in well, like, uh, mid nineties, uh, full-time and went part-time as I worked for this one networking company as well. And this was around the time that uh, we had a couple games out, kind of, uh, you know, you might have heard of them. Doom, Duke Nukem 3D, Descent. Nope. <laughs> well, you should look them up. They're on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Descent is brutal. Yeah. yeah. So, Even saying the name uh, makes me love get dizzy. That game. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. So, uh, having my connections at working at that networking company, and this is a, a manufacturer of networking, computer networking equipment, hubs, switches, uh, cards, all that good stuff. So, what I did was I actually brought in a whole bunch of, of uh, I think they were just uh, the original like 10 meg Ethernet cards, and they used uh, coax. So they were a coax connector. So I would install these cards into the store display computers. And we had the cable running along the back. And we used to play, we used to play at work. Sometimes we would <laughs> nice. get busted like during the middle of the day by like one of the sales managers. But the cool thing about it was, is that he was in on it as well. He just would get I'll mad. Say he's playing too. Yeah, because he would get mad that we were, we were playing without him. <laughs> but, you know, we'd have to be real careful. And then once the store closed, man, it was on. While everybody was, you know, counting the registers down and stuff like that, we would sit there and we would just play. And these games were phenomenal. And we actually, so we would do um, Doom. We would do Descent. Uh, we would do the Duke Nukem 3D, and we even did some Command and Conquer uh, when that came out as well. 
But uh, one particular moment that I even remember uh, this day, just because it was just, it just cracked me up, was I was playing Descent, and uh, my buddy Mark that I worked with, not Mark here on the show, but uh, this other guy, Mark, he was standing behind me. He just so I was playing Descent, and I played it all the time. And if you're not familiar with this game, you fly a spaceship in like a 3D environment where you could basically go in any direction. You could spin around, you could go up, down, left, right, whichever whichever way you want. So I was so good at this game that, you know, all my movement was fluid and I would just be zipping around places and stuff like that. And Mark came over by me and he started watching and he leaned up against the gondola behind uh, behind me and he watched for maybe like 10 seconds. And then he starts running for the bathroom and he threw up. <laughs> it was classic. That game was, yeah, that game was. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually, so that was made by Interplay. And just recently I found out who they became. Some company bought them up. Now I don't remember who it was. But uh, I would love to see a remake of that game. They could probably be done pretty well today. But uh, yeah, playing Doom, Duke Nukem 3D, Descent, and CNC when I wasn't supposed to at work. Good times. So just 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 so you guys know, I just posted a since you you guys kind of called me out for calling in sick to play games. At least I stayed home. You did it at work. That was my home so away from I home. I put a poll. I did a poll in our Facebook group to see which was worse, calling in sick to, to play games or actually playing them at work. We'll let the community decide which is worse. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, Brian. Yeah, my, one last yeah, one. Yeah, my last one is is, is I kind of wanted to say that I have a number of memories from FNLs from the 360 times and and the more recent times in FNL, and those are always fun to play with people in the community. I can't really think of any out there, but. Um, this secret memory I had is actually not a memory of mine, but it's a memory that I remember of your guys' memories and you guys telling. And I was waiting to see if it was going to show up on here. But didn't you guys have a game, I think it was um, or a round or a match of Command and Conquer that never actually finished? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that was, wasn't that? Uh, no, I won. I won. <laughs> okay. Was that Total Annihilation or was that CNC? No, that was uh, Red Alert 2, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I conquer Red Alert 2. I couldn't remember exactly what game it was, but I knew you guys would remember because it's your guys' memory. But I remember you telling me <laughs> about this. And, and all I remember, and, and you guys can clarify it, but all I remember is Rob had more, uh, more what, army or military or whatever, but Mark was left with a submarine, but refused to. Uh, come up so Rob couldn't end the game. So who actually won that game? I mean, so what, what was it? Explain to because I have to hear it. I'm surprised it wasn't on one of your guys' things. But why don't you tell it, Mark? Man, that was back. Oh yeah. Well, I got to be brief. So yeah, you're right. Rob basically had amassed an army, and I was <laughs> I mistakenly built a uh, sub base in a lake. I didn't realize it was a lake, you know, due to fog of war. Um, so until it was too late, but uh, he pretty much wiped me out. And all I had left was this submarine in this lake. And he couldn't, he couldn't do anything about it. 
because like all the resources were gone. He couldn't build anything else and everything he had, unless I surfaced, he couldn't shoot my sub. So I refused to surface. <laughs> so that's why I said he didn't win because I still had a submarine. <laughs> that's oh, funny. Man. That's funny. Yeah, I had to bring that. That's why I said secret memory because I knew, I remember you guys telling that one time. Oh. I just laughed because I'm just like, <laughs> it's a game my that cheeks never hurt. Finished. Yeah, that's funny. But, yeah, uh, real quick, right. there was uh, a game of Total Annihilation that I played with uh, uh, my buddy Luke, Mark. He's, he's a, a friend of both mine and Mark's. So we were playing this game of Total Annihilation and we were playing this really long map and I was having such a hard time getting at all of his stuff and because it was all hidden by the fog of war and everything like that. And then I got this like plane and I just flew it and I saw he had like everything all in one spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I built this like massive bomb. I, I just remember there was just like this big bomb you could use. And like one bomb just like knocked everything out. It was like game over in one <laughs> shot. That's funny. And he could never recover from it. So, I mean, some of those games were, were pretty funny how they worked out. But uh, yeah, right. yeah, there we're hitting a wall here. So, yeah, so we we're hitting our time. So I'm just going to say go to amazon.com slash this Xbox or this Xbox life.com slash Amazon. Or go to thisxboxlife.com and click on the Amazon affiliate. If you purchase anything on Amazon, we get a little cut of it. No cost to you. So, but do you guys have anything else? Nope. No? No? All right. We will see everybody next Sunday. So thanks for thanks for listening. Good night. Or I'm Bron BJ Swick 30. This is Rob Olson as Pre Star. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark AK Weekman 709, taking off.